Welcome to the Business in Focus podcast. I'm Quentin Cole, Head of Industries at PwC, a member of our UK Management Board. And I'm back to host another episode where we'll be talking about some of the trends we're seeing across the business world. This time, we're going to be looking specifically at industrial manufacturing, and in particular, how brand and a clear purpose can drive growth. We're also going to look at the increasing role of technology and automation within that and overcoming some of the challenges around building and retaining a skilled workforce. Joining me today are Steve Warren, Managing Director at UK bed manufacturer Sleep Easy, and Cara Haffey, UK Manufacturing and Automotive Lead here at PwC. Welcome to you both. Great to be here. Quentin, good to be here. So let's get into to, to the first question to get the conversation going. I guess, um, when a lot of us think of the industrial manufacturing sector uh, and the stories that we read in the news over the last few years, we immediately think of Brexit, COVID lockdowns, and of course, more more recently, the Ukraine war and the impact that it's having on your particular sector. Steve, I guess the first question to you is, is this upheaval still dominating the industrial manufacturing landscape in the UK? Um, I think that it's not now. Um, but that's just very recently started to calm down. So during COVID itself, that was a, a, a nightmare scenario for the whole of our supply chain where we saw um, capacity reduced, demand spiked, uh, and then we saw shortages in, in commodities and raw materials, which affected the secondary, secondary component suppliers. We're seeing a lot more stability now. Um, and, and our kind of purchasing strategy, we had it pre-COVID and we've got it post-COVID as we have. Um, we try and have at least two supplies for each commodity and each component that's supplied. Um, and we give the, the majority of the supply to one of those suppliers, so around about 70% um, of production to one of those suppliers. And what we saw during COVID was that loyalty, and some of our suppliers have been with us for decades, that loyalty was actually fed back to us um, because we got preference over a lot of other um, manufacturers that had jumped supply around. Um, so so we really, we've worked that into more formal relationships with quite a few of our suppliers. Um, and it, we've turned it into real proper strategic relationships with our supply base. So Steve, just exploring that a little bit further, would you say therefore the kind of value and the, the strength of relationship has sort of overcome kind of cost pressure and pricing? Absolutely. I mean, our costs still went up enormously, um, certainly in the two years of COVID, and then again in, in the, the, the start of the Ukraine war. Um, but for us, it isn't just about buying on, on price, on cost, um, because for us, we're a relatively small manufacturing business, um, and we like to use all that space to actually add value to our products and make products. So we don't really want to keep a lot of stocks of raw materials around. So for us, just-in-time deliveries, um, quality of components, innovation in the supply base are as equally as important as a, as just a cost-driven commodity. It's fantastic to get your insights around your organisation, but perhaps, Cara, just turning to you for a moment, given that kind of context of upheaval, what have you seen? Is, is Sleep Easy kind of representative of what you see across the, the sector? Are you seeing different organisations, perhaps different sizes of organisations uh, approaching these challenges differently? I think it's really interesting. I think we're definitely seeing um, similar reactions. I think, as Steve said, 
you know, people who've been able to kind of work through it or people who are able to kind of talk to their suppliers, have worked with them over many, many years, and there's a real trust in that relationship. Um, you know, clearly, if you're supplying product or supplying components at the minute, you know, over the last two years, you've had to put prices up, but, you know, a number of times, a lot of our clients um, in the manufacturing sector, we're so used to doing like annual price reviews. And actually a few of them have had to do that, you know, once, twice, three times um, over particularly, you know, the last 18 months. And that was really uncomfortable for them because they worried that they would lose customers um, from that. And, you know, some of them I'm sure have, but actually it was something they had to do to shore up their business and to make sure they were doing the right thing for, for their family business or for their shareholders um, in a corporate context. So I'd say similar things. I think what has come and, you know, Steve and everything they've done at Sleep Easy goes to this, which is kind of still focusing on the quality of the of the inputs and really looking at making sure that they continue to kind of build their product in the way they want to build it um, and do as much as they can around the current supply base and not just chop and change, but keep that loyalty. And I wonder, Steve, it's kind of interesting because what you've done on keeping that kind of really quality product and how you've worked with your suppliers on that's maybe something you want to touch on because I'm kind of really fascinated by how you've done that internationally, but also with some of the local supply. Um, I, th I think you've, all, you've got to go back to what we started doing with Sleep Easy probably four years ago is developing a, developing a brand to be more consumer facing, but also be... Um, to, to be kind of proud of what we do and, and, and to be very public about the things that we are doing. Um, and once you do that, you've got to make sure that you can rely on everything that, that, that your product stands for, which is the product itself, the quality of the product itself, the delivery, the lead times. Um, so, so we choose our suppliers very carefully um, and, and we're really proud of them and we're really proud of the developments that we've done. So we use um, Romney wool, for example, and we've got a bed that um, uses campaign for real, for real wool, which is part of His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales um, charity organization. We only just touched on export probably three years ago and we started to develop our export um, side of the business. And really, if you think of the normal Sleep Easy brand, we go from mid-range beds up to premium products well the export side to to make it worth everybody's while has got to focus on that premium end of the market um, and we rely heavily on um, our heritage uh, and we've been going now for 99 years as a business coming up to our centenary year next year and also we've been proud holders of a royal warrant since 1963 um, and, and we're currently trading in germany benelux um, and South Korea, which is a new contract that we opened two years ago. That's fantastic. Cara, perhaps you could just give your reflections on kind of that, the complexity that others find around exporting and, and some of your reflections on what, what Steve just said. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's something that we're always talking to clients about. And actually, you know, particularly after the UK left um, Europe, you know, kind of that piece about how do we get export and when you're looking for growth, you know, it's quite difficult. Steve always reminds me about the size of, you know, your transportation of the, um, you know, of what you're transporting around the world. And actually, if you look at what the business has done in terms of its focus on ESG, it's also very focused on actually what are the products that you can do that with and it makes sense. Um, and that's key. And, you know, I think actually 
what the business is doing really really well at the minute is that piece on focusing on the high end what um you know where does that brand really travel well and put a lot of emphasis on that into you know sleep easy's products are in um hotel market you know some of the um real innovation that's come through um in the bedding and manufacturing of mattresses so just really interesting to see how that then can be kind of sold into the market and sold on the back of a brand um and everything that is there from the heritage and um, that's been about the business for an awfully long time the other thing i was just going to move on to was actually just um getting steve you to kind of comment on some of the piece around you know what you've done in the workforce and the social mobility aspects that are there um but quentin maybe you had another question on export actually i was i was interested in a similar similar line really that kind of the, the balance between retaining your heritage mm. and all that that stands for but also how you kind of fuse into that kind of modern technologies use of social media and your marketing how, how do those sort of old and new combine steve for you um that's a great question and i i, I kind of describe our business with modern traditionalists we we want to make sure that the product that we give to to our customers is the best that it can be and using handcrafting techniques if you, if you ever come around the factory you'll see a lot of hand side stitching hand tufting tape edging um, but we still have to remain competitive and we still have to remain very modern um, so what we try and do is we try and use on in a, on the shop floor it starts with a really good computer system because we're a make to order make to order business so we hold no stock of finished product um, so we're continually having to plan the workloads through the shop floor. Um, so the supervisors are, are, are planning on the system kind of hourly. Um, we've got to make sure we know where every single product is in that supply chain just on our shop floor as well. Um, because the worst thing for us is getting a, a distribution load together and not having the product there to make that load at that specified time. Uh, so the computer system where it starts, but generally in terms of the, our automation, we have to be very careful when we introduce any machinery that it doesn't detract from the overall product quality. So we tend to automate the simpler things and we still leave the, the, the kind of the finished side of the mattress, the hand finishing to the craftsman and to the upholsterers uh, in the business. So. Yeah, it's it, modern traditionalist. I'm not sure whether it's a phrase that will, will will fly, but that's what we've described ourselves as. It's a great great expression. Just on the computer system and the technology, is is you know all of which takes investment and capital expenditure. Is this a journey that you'd been on sort of prior to COVID in terms of kind of equipping your business for that, or is this something that perhaps in the last few years you, you've had to double down your effort and your expenditure into? so that you can maintain that kind of competitive edge? Um, a, a mixture of both, really. So eight years ago when I joined the business, we didn't even barcode scan onto lorries, onto trucks. And now we barcode scan all the way through the process. Um, and we use that, to not, it's not just doing the barcode scanning, it's using the information that it gives you in a way in which the supervisors can be more effective. So we're getting those real-time feeds and we've got screens all over the place so we can see where the loads have been collated um, during the production process. And we've kind of, we've taken a basic product and then bespoked it in terms of the um, the IT support so that it's it's suitable for our business and suitable for our application. That's fantastic. 
Cara, just turning to you for a moment and listening to to Steve talk about kind of that fusion of technology and heritage, and of course, the need for productivity. I see you you and team are often talking about productivity in the sector. What are you seeing more broadly in industrial manufacturing? And also, how does the sleep easy story sort of compare to what you're seeing other organisations going through? Yeah, productivity, um, we're talking about a lot at the moment. And I suppose, why is that? I think a lot of it comes from the fact that the UK is still behind other European countries um, in its productivity levels. And I think that can be, you know, unfortunately, it's disappointing and it can actually shock people to see the difference. Um, you know, some of that comes to how we use labour and also really being thoughtful about that digitalization and where are we putting technology with with um labor i think what i've seen at sleep easy is that real balance coming into play which i really like which is where automation and um, computer technology can be used then it is but alongside the the heritage and the handcraft um nature and getting that balance right um i'm sure steve and your productivity is quite quite interesting in that in that balance but i think for me the thing that we've seen in the productivity index is also about how open leaders and management teams are for kind of change and for thinking about learning from others and again steve i'm sure you'll kind of touch on this from your time you know you've made a lot of changes in the business since you came in and actually have a really engaged and motivated workforce now that are kind of proud of what the changes they're making. And I think for me, that's really key to productivity because actually, you know, respectfully, the the, the best people to know what's happening are the ones kind of doing it and actually getting that real ecosystem about people feeling like they can make changes and be empowered to do that um, and be motivated for that is really exciting. Um, and I think some people fear that, but actually once they start and people get the view that, oh, actually, this is a business that does want to do that well, then it can be really, really exciting. Um, and some of some other of my clients are kind of on that trail at the moment and actually thinking, you know, getting that motivation in their staff for making think about productivity. And that's not just all about how they kind of change their labor and and fear the the consequences of that but actually how that can be better for growing the business and actually getting more product and more growth and different products um so that for me is the balance at the moment but that openness to learning from others and openness to management is really interesting but steve i know you've had that as well as people have really fed back to you about what other products you could be doing and how how you're doing things and even how you've set out on the shop floor yeah well for for us it's the um if you don't listen to the people that are actually making the products, you, you won't survive very long because they're the guys that's doing it day in, day out. So our manufacturing manager uh, has been with the business over 30 years and he's been promoted from the, the shop floor upwards. So we really believe in growing our own in, 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 in Sleep Easy and even more so. Um, it, I think there's a trend that a lot of people don't want to do manual jobs anymore. Um, and I'm seeing that quite a lot. So we've had to, five years ago, for example, we had we were paying minimum wage, and now in the past five years, we've gradually increased, so we've pulled away from that minimum wage. Um, not a lot, but enough to kind of make it more attractive to work here. And we've also looked at the softer benefits that we give people, um, extra, extra days holiday, which we did this year, um, uniforms, kind of water bottles, a better canteen facility, fresh fruit twice a week that we, we give to the shop floor now um 
So it's really trying to be a little bit different from everybody. Um, and retention of staff for us is a major thing because we're not surrounded by other bed businesses. So we have to put a lot of time and effort into training people to do these craftsmen's jobs. And the last thing we want is for them to leave for an extra kind of 20p per hour to go to a, a, another um, another business. So we try and be as open as you can with the staff. We've now developed a staff forum as well. So the staff can openly talk to me um, anytime they want to. I, I, I really love that kind of uh, approach around both kind of attracting people to the organization but also retaining them do you, do you find when it comes to sort of finding your workforce that you could lose people to other industries as opposed to within industrial manufacturing type organizations i mean there, there, there's so much in technology these days that are, are people actually in danger of choosing a career outside of industrial manufacturing and therefore you're having to sort of tap into them quite early maybe at school or just after leaving school yeah no i think you're exactly right quentin and we've just um our hr managers just embarked on kind of a, a tour of schools in the area to try and promote sleep easy and we've you know we've had uh, i think four or five work experience pupils uh, in the past year come and look at sleep easy so uh, i think i think people are there are more attractive or, or attracted to other industries attracted to kind of social media etc so we try and be relevant and we've got kind of instagram pages facebook pages um we're all over social media as well um but yeah i think it's a danger and i think they will go out of the industrial uh, the industrial manufacturing sector that's why we have to be quite clever in the way that we use manual work and manual workers and we've got to make those tasks as interesting as possible yeah no, that's great. Just changing tack uh, for a moment to sustainability. Um, I guess industrial manufacturing sustainability, you know, clearly always in, in, in the kind of public eye around, you know, the right things being done for the environment. Perhaps I'll turn to you, Gara, firstly. Any sort of reflections on kind of decarbonisation across industrial manufacturing organizations what, what what trends are you seeing and what's changed over the last couple of years uh, in that place yeah we're definitely seeing um a real focus on decarbonization in, in each of our um client base and i think that comes at different different aspects i think a lot of our clients have looked at that from their own point of view so you know how do they do something differently within their own business i think what we've got now is a really exciting place where actually green products so the kind of consumer desire for having products that are that are better for the environment is a really interesting opportunity for a lot of my clients as they think about actually what does the consumer of the future want to buy um and some of that is actually you know do they buy less but buy better quality and actually is that kind of you know how does that decision happen um and you know i think there's still an awful lot of cost pressure on the consumer clearly cost of living crisis you know is a real massive piece um but how do you balance that with with doing the right thing and that's something that certainly our clients are looking at you know what are those products um that people will want to buy how do we cope with the future so what are those climate products flooding products unfortunately um you know so really interesting places there of new growth opportunities but also um how do they kind of live out what they want their 
their company to be. Um, and as Steve, I know you've kind of done your own things within your business of how you've looked at your own um, carbon footprint. And I know it's something you've monitored. So you might want to just um, touch on that. We've held his, the Royal Warrant to His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales, who is now the King, um, since 1985 continually. And you have to reapply um, for a Royal Warrant every three to five years. So when I first got involved with Sleep Easy eight years ago, we had to go through the, um, the application process. And some of the things that we had to kind of answer in that sustainability questionnaire made us really rethink our strategy on the business because they were touching on areas that we previously hadn't even tackled. Um, so thankfully we, we retained the Royal Warrant and we got through that, but we then turned it into a, we used that almost to start our strategy of, of, of becoming a carbon neutral business. So, and, and as an industry as a whole, we struggle with our image because when you go past any kind of fly tipping site, Typically, you'll see a mattress on a corner. Um, so the industry as a whole needs to embrace this, and, and pretty much we have. So we've been um, sent zero to landfill since 2012. We've been carbon neutral since 2017. Uh, we were awarded the Planet Mark for our environmental and sustainability work, which is the first bed manufacturing business to be awarded that in 2019. And in 2021, um, during COVID, when money was tight, we only did two capital um, expense projects. Uh, and one of those was fitting solar panels to our factory roof, 591 solar panels to our factory roof, which uh, we, we weren't aware the, the energy crisis was coming up, but it makes us look like visionaries there. But we did it for, for, the, for the kind of the, the, the carbon savings that it would give us. And we supplied 25% of our own energy. So and the management team all voted on the two capital projects they wanted to spend and that was one of them so for us you have to embrace kind of the esg in all of its forms uh, or you won't be around steve you've had some fantastic results there um just say a little bit more about how, how, how difficult has it actually been as a management team to kind of design and execute some of those kind of changes and priorities around sustainability and the environment um, I think w once you accept the fact that you have to change, then I think it's easy. But getting getting the management team to accept that fact um, was actually wasn't too wasn't too tough a task because I'm blessed with a, a, a great team around me, and they are uh, very modern in their thinking. Um, so, and when something feels right, then it's easy to get behind it as a management team. Um, I think the, some of the harder things are design and products that are meant to last for quite a long time, which which sleep easy products do, but also need to be recyclable at the end of that at the end of that period. That's really the trick that our industry faces, and that's where you know we have to use. So we've got a range that uses totally natural materials, um, and, and we're trying to develop things that are chemical free, for example, both us as a business and us as an industry. Um, that's the real tricky things where, where we try to recycle a mattress that you've made to last to break it down into its component parts at the end of its life. You, you, look, you've made fantastic progress on, on, on a range of the topics we've did, just talked about. If I kind of cast forward, what, what, what's, uh, 
what's next for Sleep Easy? What are the, the, the priorities that are going to be consuming your time and the time of your management team over the next couple of years? Well, we're coming up to our centenary year. So we just had a, a we did an event last week um, and we've just launched a new product called the Centurial to celebrate our centenary. And it's not, it wasn't until I kind of had to make a, a very small speech, but a speech nonetheless, considering what it means to be around in a business, not me personally, but for the business to be around for a hundred years. Um, and, and that's enormous for us. So we need to make sure that we get everything right in the centenary year. That's really exciting. It's a, a serious milestone, isn't it? And one, one to be very proud of. Cara, just perhaps thinking more broadly around in, industrial manufacturing sector as a whole in the UK, what, what, what are we likely to see over the next year or two? What are going to be the priorities of all organisations working in, in that field? And, uh, and what, what are your kind of forecasts? Skills, 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 retraining, you know, how businesses um, embrace digital and how they kind of work with that as part of the their labour and kind of the balance and collaboration um, between human and machine. Um, decarbonisation, so everything that's coming at the industry and I suppose how people kind of take that on and be really proactive about uh, like it. And, you know, Steve's been really honest there around actually the Royal Warrant was something that really spurred them on. And actually, I find that in lots of my clients where there's sort of one or two things that spur them on and then people sort of think, oh, actually, we should have been doing this before and kind of make it a very positive piece. Um, but it is, you know, without doubt, it's still a very difficult industry. The, you know, the manufacturing statistics recently are, you know, not not easy. Um, we need an industrial strategy and the focus from the government on how we kind of work with industry. Um, and, you know, for me, there's this piece about actually how we can really make consumer consumer products that people want and really get export um, growth because of what we have facing in the UK market at the minute, which is difficult enough. So, yeah, plenty to be getting on with, Quentin, as, as always. Um, and um, we don't have all the answers, but we enjoy working with um, great businesses like um sleep easy to kind of work through that and congratulations to them on their centenary it's an amazing achievement um and something that um i know the whole business will be really proud of and um we'll be celebrating completely agree Look, thanks for those insights Karen. as you say fantastic uh, milestone to achieve well look we're coming to the end of another in conversation with episode of business in focus um big thank you to steve from sleep easy and our own Kara from PwC for taking part and also being such fascinating guests and sharing their insights with us. You can discover more insights from our experts about the trends affecting industries and of course some of the practical steps to take on our website pwc.co.uk backslash industry. And also please don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with future episodes. Finally thank you to everyone for listening and please tune in again soon. Many thanks. Thank you.